As one of America's largest financial services companies, Nationwide makes simplicity a priority so financial professionals can help their clients achieve their retirement goals. Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. This is the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keen, along with Paul Sweeney. Join us each day for insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. You can also watch the show live on YouTube. Visit the Bloomberg Podcast channel on YouTube to see the show weekday mornings from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern from our global headquarters in New York City. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen. And always on Bloomberg Radio, the Bloomberg Terminal, and the Bloomberg Business App. Uh, Joining us right now on these delicate issues in Russia with real-world experience, there is a photograph of Vladivostok, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is sort of West Japan. Okay. It's like Siberia and way, way out there. And Amory Horton has some real deserved experience of Russia. And she joins us now here on the reported death of Alexei Navalny. I like what Wikipedia says, was a Russian opposition leader. Mm-hmm. That about sums it up in all that. Amory, before we get to Mr. Navalny's the death here in the news, what's the number one thing Americans get wrong about Russia? You've lived it. What's the number one thing we get wrong? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I feel stumped at the moment. You can't be stumped <laughs> on radio. Be stumped on TV. You can't be stumped on radio. What, what's the answer? What do we get wrong? Well, I feel like... Russia, to almost understand it, you have to go there. Mm. But now it's very hard to understand because of the fact that we don't have these independent journalists working the same way. So it's kind of hard to understand where Russia is as a society now because of this. Um, I think another thing people don't really understand about Russia is just it. You know, you you alluded to this talking about Vladivostok. Vladivostok is on the border of North with North Korea. Yep, the country is huge. So, you know, people think of Russians and they probably right. think of Moscow, but it's it's not. There, there's so many subcultures right. within Russia. In, in, those, in the parts of the USSR and some of that, of course, Mr. Putin wants to bring back with his memories of the 19th or, for that matter, the 15th century. Will we ever know the truth about the death of Mr. Navalny? About this death, um, you know, potentially we, we won't. Obviously, I, I think you're alluding to the fact that everyone thinks that it was the Kremlin that ordered the killing of him at this moment. But we don't have that reporting. To we be don't. Clear. We don't have that That's reporting. Um, but you know, his health could have been deteriorating, regardless of whether or mm-hmm. not this was uh, purposeful, because he was in prison. What we do know is that 
most or all world leaders pretty much have blamed the Kremlin for when they tried to attack him last time with a nerve agent mm -hmm. and then he was airlifted to Germany and then he said that this is my country and he said he wanted to go back to well, Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's review here and I don't know the details. Amory's live this again. South of London, Salisbury, there's two people sitting on a bench as a, yep. as a generalization and they die from nerve whatever in the middle of one of the most bucolic, beautiful places yep. in London. So I would say, Paul, there's exceptional, not distrust, but just there's a history here that gets you to this death this morning reported in Russia of Alexei Navalny. And once again, Anne-Marie, this kind of brings back to the fore the Wall Street Journal reporter who's still being held in Russia. And I, I have to admit, the Wall Street Journal on a daily basis keeps that story literally front page. As they should. As they should. Um, do we have any <laughs> knowledge of how that might play out? Because I know... We've heard from the administration, and that remains a very top of the agenda issue for the administration, for the State Department, and certainly for the Wall Street Journal. What do we know the latest there? So this is Evan Gershkovich. There's also another uh, dual citizen, U.S. citizen, that is in from Radio Free Europe that is in okay. prison as well in Russia. Putin alluded to this in that interview with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I, I wish saw Tucker that. Carlson asked about Navalny. He didn't. Uh, but at least I don't believe yeah. he did. Just prefer the <laughs> tape I saw. Um, Putin said that, you know, he alluded to the fact that potentially there could be a deal, mm -hmm. but he wants a swap. And the individual he's likely looking for is this person um, who is uh, in prison for murder in Germany. So, I mean, the United States would have to get the Germans to agree with to agree to it. So it's very complicated, unlike it was with Brittany Griner when they had someone they were able to give. Mm -hmm. But so Putin will just hold on to Evan Gershkovich mm -hmm. saying right. that, you know, he's a spy when mostly everyone has said that yeah. is not true and he will just use this as leverage you're gonna well, we're gonna have to go here but I, I just one more quick question here i believe I'm, on our schedule our wonderful team is looking at a conversation with polish government officials next week that's sort of on our surveillance date calendar where does poland fit into this after their recent election where, where do they fit into the new europe is they figure out how to fund a desperate Ukraine. Well, what I find interesting this morning is the Financial Times, Ursula von der Leyen, speaking Saw of that. the FT. the lead article. Yeah, yeah, talking about they need to have subsidies to basically build an EU industrial base the same way they built into COVID vaccines and the same way as a single market they went after natural gas. Poland would be on the side of agreeing with that. It's borders Ukraine. Right. And it definitely wants a strong NATO, and it definitely wants the U.S. military bases to remain there. Amory, thank you so much. Amory Horton, of course, driving so much of our political coverage here. The first thing I did on the death of Mr. Navalny in Russia is say to our team, can you get me Angela Stent? She wrote a book a decade ago called Putin, which I read cover to cover in February a couple of years ago to understand this guy. And Angela Stent owns the high ground. A student of Angela Stent, and also someone that owns the high ground, mm -hmm. is Ariel Cohen, senior fellow, Atlantic Council. The last time he was on their Eurasia Center, he was just magnificent. Dr. Cohen, on short notice today, thank you so much. What does the death of Mr. Navalny mean for Mr. Putin? It's a watershed event. Uh, this uh, can be compared with uh, the murder of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Or, or imagine if in South Africa, uh, Nelson Mandela uh, were to be murdered uh, while in jail. But we'll see a very different reaction. Whereas in our country or in South Africa, there would have been an explosion of popular anger 
in Russia, there's going to be none. Uh, Russia became under Putin, and <laughs> I was there literally with Angela and other colleagues meeting Putin many times uh, in a framework called the Valdai Club. Uh, once a year, we would go and meet with him, and increasingly we saw uh, a man who controlled more and more of that society. Right. But also, um, the murder of Navalny uh, not only highlights how totalitarian Russia is becoming, but uh, that there's no other person of that stature uh, to replace him. My um, good friend, uh, Boris Nemtsov, Boris Nemtsov in Russian pronunciation, uh, was murdered uh, in 2014, also in February, 10 years ago. Right. Uh, and uh, since then, Russia was decapitated, Russian opposition was decapitated. And Alexei was a very brave man because after speaking up his mind, um, he went, uh, he was poisoned, as we remember, uh, was flown uh, to Germany, miraculously saved from the poison. And then he decided to go back and continue to fight. Right. And um, they just couldn't tolerate having him in jail. Eric, and I do believe yeah. that he was killed. Eric Cohen, uh, this is just so, so important. And I, and I think of a conversation with the giant Marshall Goldman. Goldman yep. on air with Bloomberg surveillance po folks in tears, live from Moscow. Right the day where he said there was a shift and Putin took over. How do we respond, not to the Putin that Marshall Goldman knew on that day, but how do we respond to this modern Putin? I think uh, there is a real and present danger. I don't want to be overly dramatic and say it's a mortal danger. We heard uh, two days ago the leak from Congress that Russia is deploying a potent anti-satellite uh, weapon in space uh, probably is going to violate the space treaty that prevents deployment of uh, satellite weapons and nuclear weapons in space. I do believe Putin is preparing to broaden the war beyond Ukraine. Mm. Uh, and in the meantime, we have, we're having a circus in Washington where uh, a small part of the, the Republican uh, delegation, congressional delegation, uh, is uh, articulating arguments they hear from Tucker Carlson uh, and from Donald Trump and try to appease Putin. We saw this movie in the not late 1930s yep. and in 1940 towards another dictator in Europe, and it ended up in a world war. Yep. Dr. Cohen, I think when we saw this news today about Navalny, um, a lot of us thought about the uh, Wall Street Journal reporter there. Uh, and, and others that, that are being held there. Any update on how that might develop that particular, that's so high profile. Putin is uh, in increasingly, uh, as they say, cosplaying, costume playing the Cold War. Uh, and his uh, two uh, idols are Stalin and Hitler, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, you would think that any modern person would not uh, keep Stalin and Hitler as, as his um, uh, models for emulation. Uh, I think uh, we may see an exchange of uh, Ivan Gershkovich uh, for a Russian spy somewhere in the equivalent uh, of right. a bridge between the East and West Berlin. Ariel, this is so important what you're saying here. How close are we to the middle 30s 
or the late 1930s. The language I would say from, late. Yeah, the language from you on Stalin and Hitler. Yeah. And we're in Washington with a new isolationism that's extraordinary. Is there an analog to 1938? Uh Today, yes, I think we are. I think, you know, God willing, it can be resolved, but uh, the chances are going down. I think Putin made a decision uh, based on his observation of America, of Western Europe, that we're weak, that uh, we can be pushed around, and uh, um, a late great uh, Russian uh, political consultant, Gleb Pavlovsky, whom I knew very well, who worked for Putin for many years and then parted ways with him around 2008, uh, kept writing and saying to me uh, personally and to others that uh, the only way the Putin regime knows is escalation. Yep. And we see it. We see it in Georgia, in Ukraine in 2014, in Ukraine in 2022, in uh, leaked war plans against the Baltic states now. And I think okay. unless we restore our deterrence uh the worst case right. scenario may play out in europe mm. dr cohen thank you so much we know you've got to go off to other important meetings with the atlantic uh, council dr ariel cohen there just a fabulous moment on what we witness in russia again thanks to Anne marie horton today earlier for her uh, perspective this is the bloomberg surveillance podcast bringing you the best in economics finance, investment, and international relations, you can also watch the show live on YouTube. Visit the Bloomberg Podcast channel on YouTube to see the show weekday mornings from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern from our global headquarters in New York City. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen. And always on Bloomberg Radio, the Bloomberg Terminal, and the Bloomberg Business App. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.